But in the opposing narrative, uh, he dies because Elijah eats him. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mariska Pereira Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, uh, maybe a much anticipated uh, episode by some of you. This one deals with uh, some pretty interesting aspects. It is going to be the widow and her son. Uh, as part of the Elijah cycle. And if you haven't checked out the introductory episode for the Northern uh, Elijah and Elisha series yet, be sure to check that out. The primary concern for this cycle will once again be Elijah's reputation. Uh, The different aspects of this will be who was the widow, and in the opposing narrative, the widow is going to be, well, she's not going to be a widow at all. She's going to be Elijah's wife. Uh, what happened to her son uh, in the biblical narrative? Uh, he, he gets sick, he, he dies, and uh, Elijah's, Elijah resurrects him. But in the opposing narrative, uh, he dies because Elijah eats him. And once again, we have an Elohim concern in uh, the aspect of which Elohim did Elijah serve. And the biblical narrative will say that's Yahweh. As usual, there is a corresponding blog post for this episode, so be sure to check that out. There will be a link to it in the show notes. Uh, it will have a mirror reading map, or it will have a graphical presentation of how I've derived the mirror reading from the biblical text. And it will also have the uh, commentary, my commentary, and any uh, citations that I might have as well. And just a reminder that I'll be referring to the author of this Northern Elijah and Elisha narrative as M. Uh, The letter M as in the miracle workers, uh, because that is what biblical criticism names a source. I actually think I called them the miracle men in previous episodes. And that was incorrect. I guess that was my sexist uh, subconscious uh, slipping there. They say a Freudian slip is when you say one thing, but you mean your mother. Uh, So, okay, so if you're new to mirror reading, uh, this little next bit is for you. Mirror reading is a method of interpreting the Bible and discovering the original authorial intent. By reflecting some of the text, mirror reading is able to reconstruct the opposing narratives or arguments that the biblical authors were responding to. Mirror Scriptura is dedicated to using this exciting method to bring new understanding to the biblical text. To learn more about mirror reading, please visit mirrorreading.com. All right, uh, with that said, let's get into the text. Again, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17. So he arose and went to Zarephath. So Zarephath is a city in Phoenicia. It's a Phoenician city. And M here is going to be, this is part of the explaining of uh, him traveling, of him being uh, out of the land of Israel because he's a fugitive. And uh, as we saw in the previous cycle, M is making... Elijah out to be a traveler, and so now he's traveling uh, from the brook of Kareth, which M says is in Israel. Uh, the opposing narrative says it was not, and he's going to be traveling to this uh, Phoenician city. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. So right off the bat here, M is going to be dealing with this uh, widow woman who, in the opposing narrative, was not a widow at all. It was Elijah's wife, and this is uh, one thing that M is going to be doing to make it not Elijah's wife. 
So he's going to be making her a widow, and there'll be a few other things that he's Emma's going to be dropping in here to show that uh, this woman was not, or yeah, was not Elijah's wife. And this phrase here, gathering of sticks, uh, I propose that this, in the opposing narrative, uh, this was a sexual euphemism. And I actually picked up on this pretty early, but I was reluctant to uh, say that it was a sexual euphemism just because uh, I had, there were so many sexual euphemisms in the last uh, series I did in, in Northern, Northern Judges. I, I just want, I didn't want people to think I was sexual euphemism crazy. Uh, but at some point in my mirroring, this really just dropped in and everything made sense when this was a sexual euphemism. Uh, so I'm pretty confident that's what it is. And the meaning of that euphemism is uh, it's really referring to prostitution, at least in, in this case. Uh, gathering sticks is, uh, is referring to a prostitute out uh, trying to, to gather clients. Uh, sticks being the the obvious uh, phallic symbol there. And she's doing this at the city gate, which would be uh, an odd place to uh, someone trying to pick up literal sticks. So it makes more sense as a prostitution type thing, or at least an adultery type thing. Uh, we see this with uh, Tamar in uh, Judah when she uh, seduces him. She's, all, she's also, it doesn't say uh, gate of the city, but it says entrance of the city that she was at. And so we have some par some parallel in the Bible to kind of support that. And if uh, a prophet having a uh, prostitute as a wife sounds familiar, that is because uh, we have a similar case in uh, Hosea, uh, which is also, also a northern writing. And the author of, uh, of Hosea is going to handle the situation differently instead of making... Uh, Jose's wife not a prostitute like uh, M does here uh, Jose's writer is just going to have uh, Yahweh t uh, tell Hosea to go marry a prostitute and make it an analogy of Israel alright so continuing and he called to her and said fetch me I pray thee a little water and a vessel that I may drink and as she was going to fetch it he called to her and said uh, bring me I pray thee a morsel of bread in thine hand all right, so in the opposing narrative, uh, it's going to play out that uh, there's no food, just like just like in the biblical narrative. Now, why there's no food in the opposing narrative isn't really clear. Uh, in, in the biblical narrative, I, I think the famine is a uh, invention of of M, the author, and so in the opposing narrative, uh, you know, it could be a famine, but. Usually, when we see what's going to happen, uh, the eating the eating of a child, that usually happens within the context of a, uh, a siege on a city, uh, at least in, in other uh, biblical narratives. Uh, but regardless, uh, going back to the food thing here, so there's a lack of food, and in the opposing narrative, the uh, Elijah's wife and her son they they eat the last of the food, and so the biblical narrative M here is going to be uh, pushing against that and saying the you know recognizing that there was this eating of the last of the food but it's going to play out differently than the opposing narrative it's going to play out uh, at the request of uh, of Elijah and there'll be a miraculous uh, continuous uh, supply to the oil and the uh, meal 
So that's why M is, is putting this request in here by Elijah to make it his initiative and not the initiative uh, of the woman and uh, her son to eat the, the last of the food and then uh, Elijah responding by, by eating her son, which we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that part in a little bit. And she said, as Yahweh thy Elohim liveth, all right, so stressing that Yahweh is uh, Elijah's God, Elijah's Elohim. Uh, and again, dealing with that, Yahweh wasn't, wasn't alive in the opposing narrative, saying that Yahweh wasn't alive uh, for whatever reason. We talked about that in the last, in the last cycle. So M's going to respond to that and say, no, he, he, he was alive. And uh, so really uh, pushing against that part of the opposing narrative. All right, continuing. I have I have not a cake, but a but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Okay, so Emma's going to be flipping uh, that last line there from the opposing narrative. And the opposing narrative, they were they were eating it. They were eating the last of the food so that they could live. And Emma is kind of switching that around. Okay, it's the last of the food, and then there there's no more food, so they're going to die. Uh, and that plays into uh, not having enough food, and 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 M's going to be playing off that to uh, show that Elijah did not eat her son. And M is going to be is addressing here again the gathering sticks, gathering sticks euphemism. Uh, probably not a whole lot of sticks outside uh, the city gates there, but she's only looking for two sticks, uh, and and giving a reason for gathering sticks so that she can make a meal for her and her son. And Elijah said to her, Fear not, go and do as thou, thou hast said, but make me thereof little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after, and after make thee, for thee and for thy son. So M really pushing against the opposing narrative idea that this was a bad thing that the uh, the woman did, uh, making a meal of the last of the food and then her and her son eating it and leaving nothing for Elijah. And so M is, is spinning that here and again making it the request of Elijah, having Elijah tell her to fear not, having Elijah uh, get a cake first and then her and her son uh, will eat. And continuing, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Okay, so there's there's plenty of food and there's no need for Elijah to eat the sun. Uh, and she she made the cake according to the saying of Elijah. So there's nothing for Elijah to be upset about uh, to eat her son. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. So again, plenty of food there, nothing to worry about, no need to eat her son. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. So I'm really stressing that it was after these things, after, these things, after everybody ate, uh, no shortage of food here, after everyone has their stomachs filled, then the sun dies. And there's a uh, frequent referral to the sun as the son of the woman, uh, so as to make sure that it was not, uh, it was not Elijah's son. So there's no, uh, there's no marital relationship there between the woman and Elijah. 
And calling the woman the mistress of the house is, is a way of showing that Elijah and her were not married. Uh, saying that she's a mistress of the house puts her in authority over the house and, and implying that there is no husband, there is no man there to be the authority. In this patriarchy, patriarchal, this patriarchal society, and she said unto Elijah, "What have I to do with thee, O man of God?" Okay, so this is uh, this is one of those techniques I talked about in the introductory episode, uh, raising a question, and then in, in the context of the opposing narrative, this would have been answered. Well, what did she have to do with Elijah? She was she was his wife. Well, in the context of of M's narrative. Uh, it's it, the answer is going to be nothing. She has nothing to do with Elijah because uh, she's not his wife. All right. Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance? Okay. So again, in the opposing narrative, what what sin would Elijah be calling to her remembrance? That would be uh, her being unfaithful to him uh, when she was picking up sticks at the city gate. Now, I will mention this whole... Uh, prostitute as a wife things uh, seems a, a little over the top uh, and so I, you know I'm wondering if the opposing narrative itself was a, a piece of propaganda where it was just slandering uh, Elijah making him to be making him to be out this to, to be making him out to be this monster um, who who ate this woman's son and who had this wife who was a prostitute. Uh, it just seems a little over the top, but uh, you know that's a that's a mere reading of a mere reading, and that's that's pretty uh, speculative. So, but I just thought I'd I'd point that out. All right, so uh, to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son. Uh, so again, in the opposing narrative, that's going to be answered to us. Yeah, well, Elijah did slay her son because he, he he ate he ate him, but in the context of M's narrative. Uh, this is, you know, is the son died of a sickness and uh, Elijah didn't have anything to do with that. And he said unto her, Give me thy son, so not Elijah's uh, son, uh, only, no, no marital relationship there. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode. So this is another... Uh, aspect of showing that uh, Elijah and the woman were not married. He lived separately. Yeah, they were in the same house, but uh, this is M's explanation. How could they live in the same house and not be married? Uh, because he lived in a loft. And then it goes on, and laid him upon his own bed. So they didn't, they didn't share a marriage bed together. He had his own bed. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto Yahweh, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. All right, so this is a very uh, interesting part of the narrative. Uh, it's, it's kind of a curious phrase there, stretched himself upon the child. Uh, it, it, could be, it could be stretched. It, it, kind of, it refers to measuring, really. And, you know, there's been different ideas proposed for this phrase. It was, you know, whether it was a, a medical diagnostic tool, it was a uh, religious ritual. But if we put it in the opposing narrative, it takes on a different meaning. If he's, if he's, eating, if he's eating the child, 
you know, it could be f this this phrase here of, of measuring is also used elsewhere in the Bible to referring to measuring out of food, and so it could be playing into that part of the narrative uh, of of Elijah eating the child, and uh, he cries. So he he cries onto Yahweh. So it's really showing again that Yahweh is is Elijah's God, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. All right, so. In M's narrative, the, the child isn't eaten. He is revived. Yes, uh, M will agree that the child died, uh, but not because Elijah ate him. Uh, it was from sickness, and Elijah revived him in the end. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house. Again, living separately, separate living arrangements there. And delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. So again, I'm really stressing that the child lived. He was not eaten by Elijah. And everyone lived happily ever after. So to review, the widow was not actually a widow. She was Elijah's wife. And she was a prostitute, or at least an adulteress. Uh, so her son had a questionable uh, parentage, which uh, gave Elijah some justification in a fucked up way uh, for being able to eat his uh, eat her son uh, because there was no food because she had uh, taken the last of the food and uh, and had eaten her and her son had eaten it and so that gives gives Elijah even further uh, justification to uh, eat her son uh, as uh, almost like an act of uh, revenge or because he's upset because uh, she didn't share any food with him. And we can see how M brilliantly uh, spins everything away from that opposing narrative. All right, so that was another sh pretty short cycle, a little bit longer than the previous one, I, th I think. Um, so again, be, be sure to check out the blog post because the the that mirror reading map, I think, will really show um, show you a lot more how how that opposing narrative was derived from the uh, biblical narrative. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. My handle is at mirror scriptura, and, or you can contact me through my website, which is mirrorreading.com. Uh, so, thanks for listening. We'll we'll talk to you later. <laughs>